Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friend, somebody sent me uh, an email today, uh, actually yesterday, and it had an article in it. And I have to say that it's kind of sad. It, it, what I mean by that is that this article was about the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's a symptom of a larger problem of financial ignorance that's been created across this country. It's perpetuated by the people who are trying to sell you financial ideas that make them rich and not you. By people who want you to work for the rest of your life and not retire. These people out there. Uh, are going to sell you a bill of goods that's just all wrong. Now, the problem is, like anything else in this world, if enough people tell you the same lie, you begin to believe it. Or so you should, they think, if everybody says the same thing. So you, you have to sort of think, well, if everybody tells you the same lie and or misrepresentation, if you don't like lie, or inaccurate factual position if you don't like either of the other two. You would think that, you know, well, that's pretty much a given. It's a fact. No, it's not a fact. It's an opinion. And in many cases, it's the opinion of an unsophisticated person that's living a life of quiet desperation. And whether they want you to live that same life of quiet desperation or if they're just ignorant that what they're trying to teach you or tell you, share with you, whichever form it came as, that they're dooming you to a life of quiet desperation. Get up every day, go to work. And I've always thought of work as one of two ways. I've thought about going to prison, and you get up every day in your little prison cell, and you go to your little cubicle, that's your cell. Or if you have a job, you get up every day and you go to your little cubicle and you sit in your cubicle and you work. Now, human beings were not meant to sit in cubicles. We are outside, get it on, get it done kind of creatures. But when you just sit there in that cubicle every day, you think about it when you were young, you were exciting and fun and you wanted to do things and you had goals. How many years of sitting in a cubicle does it take before it zaps all of your creativity, all of your desire to get ahead? Get up every day, sit in the cubicle. Same thing every day. Same view every day. Same stimulus every day. Now, some of you don't have the cubicle experience. Some of you have the rat race experience and the little mouse wheel, rat wheel, whatever you call it. In fact, I really should look that up and find out. If anybody want to email me at AskDell, 
L-U-I-N-C.com. That's AskDell at L-U-I-N-C.com. Tell me what that gerbil wheel is called, if there is a name for it. I just called it a gerbil wheel because I had gerbils when I was a kid. They'd get in there, run and 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 run. Never get anywhere. How many of you feel like your life is you get up every day and you get on that treadmill and you run? Get that little wheel and you run. And you run 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 and you get nowhere. I spent this Monday at the gym talking to some young guys. And these 30-year-olds were very excited about what I would call very mundane blue-collar jobs. But that's okay. A job is, is, is as exciting as you make it. And they were very excited about their new, quote-unquote, these new jobs they had just gotten, both these guys. And they're not together, by the way. Two different conversations just happened to end up on the same similar track that these guys both just happened to get new jobs. I happened to talk to them. They happened to have gotten new jobs, and the conversation got struck up. And they were excited about these new jobs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting rid of that job. I'm talking about 25 years later. I'm talking about 10, 15 years. I've worked 12 years, 12 hours a day, six days a week. The wheel, the cubicle. All those things you call them. And now I've got this article somebody sent me that just wants to keep you there. Who wants to take away all of your opportunity to be anything and have anything exciting in your life. So this guy, well, before I give this story, I, I want to share this with you. You say, Dell, you talk about the, some of the same stuff over and over again. i got to tell you a story about this preacher. And... Um, this one uh, church had lost their preacher, and so they went out and hired a new one. And so I'm using the word preacher because I don't know which denomination you'd rather hear the story about. So they bring this guy in. The guy says, yeah, I'm, you, are you all ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go this Sunday. I'm fine. So he gets up there Sunday, and he, he gives this talk. And it was not bad, you know, when he comes, when he's done, the the elders come out and go, man, that's good talk, really good, exciting, to the point. It's got a good message. We're really happy. Thank you very much. We're glad we brought you on. So the next weekend, the guy comes out there and, and does pretty much the same sermon. And people are like, hmm, that's interesting. And uh, they come up to him and said, uh, you know, it seems like that was pretty much the same sermon you gave last week. I said, yeah, yeah, I thought we, I thought we needed it. And so it goes on to the next week, and the next week he gives the same sermon again. And finally, the elders are pretty mad, and they come up to him and go, "Do you realize you're giving the same sermon every weekend, every Sunday?" And the guy goes, "Yeah, I do." He said, "Why are you doing that?" He says, "I'm going to keep giving it until you guys get it." And that's the problem. You can glaze over these ideas, and that doesn't mean anybody gets them. doesn't mean anybody takes advantage of them. I hear all the time, Dell, I listened to you for six months or six years, and it really never resonated, but I liked it. I was listening to it. It made you know a little bit of sense, but I really didn't take action on it. And then all of a sudden, they come to me six years later, and they go, God, I wish I would have started with you six years ago. I'd be rich by now. Yeah. That's the funny part, guys. If you start today, two, three years from now, you're going to be financially free. 
four, five, six years from now, you're going to be probably pretty wealthy. And, but you got to start. So if you keep putting this off, you know, you say, well, Dell, you keep saying the same thing. Of course, I'm going to keep saying the same thing, just like that preacher, right? Just like the preacher. Um, so the story, the, the uh, article that was sent to me is by a guy named Gary Wander from Real Estate News. And the name of the article is Five Ways to Build Home Equity. And this guy's point, contention, is is that people want to build equity in their home. And this is five ways to do it. And many times, guys, when people tell you how to do something, you have to stop. I mean, it's very important. Just stop and go, okay, you're giving me five ways to do something, but is what you're telling me to do the right thing to do? Right? I can tell you five ways to do all kinds of things. Many of them are illegal. Many of them are stupid. Right? There's five ways to do everything. But that's not the point. The point is, what should you do? And this guy's got it all wrong. You know? It says, whether you currently own a home or pursuing one, you may be looking for ways to build equity. No, we're not. We don't want equity in a home. We don't want equity in an apartment complex. Why? Here's the part you have to understand. Is that if I have a dollar, a hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, I can only do something, one thing with that dollar at a time. So if I want to go and benefit my life, I have to look at each dollar and say to myself, what is the most effective thing I can do with my dollar? So in this case, let's talk about equity in a home. What does equity in a home do for you? It does nothing for you except one thing. That's all it does. It removes interest payments. It lowers the interest payment. The more equity you have, the less you have on debt, the less interest you pay. And so people think, well, my goal in life is to pay off my home. That is the major goal, financial goal for most people in their life. But it's really a bad goal for many, many reasons. For one, the money you have sunk in your home is much better utilized By investing. So let's say I know how to double my money every two to three years. And in good times, I can double it every one to two years. And in medium investment years, I can double it every two to three years. And in really bad investment times, I can double it every four to five years. At least every five years, my money doubles. Well, if my money is sitting in my personal residence, it's not doubling in value. In addition to that, It's not earning me any cash flow. So let's say, for instance, I have a $400,000 house and I have it paid off. What is that house paying me each month in the mail? Absolutely nothing. I get to live there and I have the benefit of being able to pay taxes. I'm joking, right? You get to pay property taxes. You get to pay insurance. You get to pay water and gas and electric and cable. You get to pay for landscaping and maintenance and repair on the house, pool service, 
And you say, well, I do those things. Well, if you do many of those things, that time is time you could have earned money. So now you don't get to earn money because you're busy maintaining the house yourself. So now you're not only wasting your money, you're wasting your time on being a maintenance man, being a landscaper, being a grass mower, right? You say, well, that's, you know, I get relaxed. Yeah, of course you get relaxed because you got out of the cubicle. You're off the rat race wheel. And to you, that, you know, getting out of one rat race wheel and getting into the other rat race wheel of mowing your yard every week never goes away. Listen, I love my house. There's nothing I love more as far as physical things I own than the home I live in and the yard that I have. It's unbelievable. I love it. I spend time with it all the time. But it doesn't go away. I mean, I have to have it mowed every week. I have to have the pool cleaned every week. I have to have uh, landscaping people come in and weed and poison and clip and trim and plant every single week. I have a landscape company. That's all costing you. So when we come back, we'll talk about what you should be doing with your time and your money. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. I was at a seminar one time and a guy was sitting up there and he was saying, what you really need is you need the young, aggressive entrepreneur people to go out there and take that money and invest it with them. I walked up to the front of the stage and I said, hey, I'm that guy you're talking about that should be mentoring these people on how to do this. The guy goes, sir, we don't allow solicitation. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm here to tell you I'm exactly the guy you were telling them to look for. And I'm willing to help them for nothing. And the guy goes, if you don't stop soliciting, I'm going to have to have the security come and get you. And I said, I can see you're a scam. I'll just leave. Everything I said had gone through the intercom. So I walked out of the seminar room and 200 people followed me. And that's how Lifestyles are started. Are you ready to get up and follow Dell? Join us today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Let's talk about the fact that this article is telling you that five different ways you can increase the equity in your home, and I'm telling you that the basic idea of having more equity in your home is a bad thing. And I started by the fact that whether or not you have equity or don't have equity, you still have to pay the taxes, the insurance, the the maintenance, the repair, the you know all the stuff that goes along with it. So it doesn't get you out of anything to pay it off, and meaning you don't have that money anymore other than paying interest. So let's take a look at the interest offset thing. By the way, you can't write interest off of your taxes anymore if you make any money at all because now there's a standard deduction 
that you take, or you can only take so much interest deduction. It's not really even worth it anymore. The standard deduction is better than to itemize. So it doesn't even benefit you tax-wise. So let's take a look at what the reality is. Let's just take a number. Let's say you have a $400,000 house, and uh, that $400,000 house you have paid in full. I'm going to the extreme. You can have it 200000 equity if you want, whatever number. Now, let's say we take that 200000 that 400000 and we get it out of there. So instead of a $400,000 worth of equity in home, we have zero. We pull all the money out. Let's say the house is now worth, you know, 600000 We were able to pull out 80% of that, which is, you know, 400000 We have all of our money back, whatever it is. Or we buy the home zero down as a personal residence. That $400,000 can now be put into an investment and leveraged such that it could pay you anywhere from a 6 to 15% cash-on-cash cash return. So $400,000 is just, say, in the middle, 10%. That's $40,000 a year, folks. You're giving up $40,000 a year. So let's look in the mailbox right now, and let's see if our home, this personal residence that you have paid off, has put a check in the mail to us. And the answer is no, it has not. It is paying you nothing. Whereas I have a home. And I go over here, and it pays me $40,000 a year. You go, but Del, but you've got a mortgage now. Well, well, wait a minute. The only thing the mortgage has different than you is the interest. You still have to pay the taxes and insurance are part of the mortgage. And you think that the mortgage all goes away when you pay it off. It doesn't. Only the interest goes away and the principal. But the principal is just paying down, you know, your equity. So all you're really doing is getting out of paying the interest. So... If I'm paying a interest payment of 4 or 5% on my house, let's make it easy, 5% on my house, high interest rates now, and uh, 10% on my investment, which is really a moderate return, uh, let's talk about a 5% gain. So 5% of that $400,000 is $20,000 a year. So I now have $20,000 a year coming to me each month in the mail as the investment. Now, I'm going to just do this real quick here because I, I just don't think people think about money the right way. 20000 a year to me, I don't think of as 20000 a year. I think of it as 12 payments of 1666 Each month, I get another 1666 to spend. Now, let's say you don't even play that smart and take the 20000 a year in reinvestment and get rich, you know, by compounding your wealth. Just spending $1,600, $1,700 a month more. Ask your wife if she'd like to have $1,700 a month more to spend. I bet she'd say, yes, I would. But she'll say no because her daddy taught her not to have debt on the house and that you need to pay off this home for the family so it's safe. So if you ever get killed or I ever kill you or whatever it is, uh, we ever get divorced, I get the house with lots of equity. That's our largest personal asset. That's what they tell you. That's your largest personal asset. And by the way, your home should not be your largest personal asset, right? It should not, uh, but it is for most people. And so we've got to get that money out of there so we can go invest it. I've seen people come to me over the last 33 years, pull the money out of their home, buy an apartment complex, and retire in a year or two. It's just amazing. That equity is doing you no good at all inside your house. So let's talk one step further. Let's talk about what else has debt equity. How about your 401k? Here's a really dumb one. Think about this. You have an asset, a 401k, that you pay money into every month. 
So why invest in it? No, you pay money into it every month. You can call it investment, call it whatever it is. But your net living ability, your your net take-home pay is less because it's 401k. Now, think about it. If I told you I wanted you to invest in a rent house, and the money I'm having you defer out of your life, because 401k money is coming out of your life until you're 65 years old or so, whatever it is, what if I told you you were going to have to pay in every single month to that rent house and never, ever, ever get a payment back from the rent house until you just sold the rent house and took the equity? That's what you're doing with the 401k. You're paying $500 to $1,000 a month into a 401k every month for 30 years in hopes that at the end of it all, it'd be worth something. You can pull the money out. And that's the same thing if you would have bought a rent house and didn't put a tenant in it. You'd be paying the mortgage payment every month for 30 years. At the end, pay it all off. There's equity. There's all that equity. And you want to pull it out. But that's dumb as a rock. Why not own an investment that pays you money every single month? And at the end of 30 years, it's doubled or tripled in value and it's paid off. Right? You get the best of all the worlds. So you've got all this money wrapped up in your 401k, earning you zero, nothing. You say, well, I earn it and it's tax free. No, you're not. You've not earned a dime of money, guys, until you realize it. Realize means you get to take it. Now, think about this. What does it take to retire? It takes regular, reoccurring, realizable income. You need to know it's regular. You got money there every month. You know that it's realizable. You can get to it. You actually literally get it. You don't just see it on a piece of paper. You have to be able to get to it to spend it. Reoccurring every month, like clockwork realizable. You actually get it. And regular. You know, an amount you know will come consistent. If you don't have those things, you can't retire. Well, you can retire, but it doesn't mean you're going to live well. You're going to suffer in retirement. It's going to be miserable. So you've got your 401ks not paying you money. You've got your IRA that's not paying you money. It doesn't pay you any money. you got your personal residence that doesn't pay you money. And now we've just identified probably 90 to 95% of your net worth. 90 to 95% of your net worth. Here's what I ask people to do in the seminar. Say, add up all of your net worth. How much equity do you have in your house? How much do you have in your 401k? How much do you have in your IRA? How much do you have in your savings accounts? Blah, 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 blah. Then go back to your tax return and look up how much income you made passively last year. Not in your 401k because you didn't realize it. How much you actually got, you realized, because your 401k, the number may get bigger on the piece of paper, and then it may get smaller next year. You can't, It's not realized. It's not real income yet until you take it. So you add up all that income, which to most people is almost nothing, some savings accounts maybe, maybe a few distributions or dividends somewhere. Maybe you got some oil stocks that paid you some dividends. Now take all that and divide it by your net worth. And you know what we found? We have found that the average person over 33 years of doing this experiment in our class, the average person makes less than one-tenth of 1%. So this article, we never really got into it. I'm just going to go ahead and share it with you because I think that, let's just make this point. I can prove to you that 50,000 clients later, 33 years later, 
We've proven the point that getting your money out of your personal residence is the right thing financially to do. We can prove it to you factually. We can prove it to you by example. We can prove it to you intellectually, right? The only reason you want to pay off your mortgage is fear, and fear is false evidence appearing real. It's an acronym, false evidence appearing real. What are you afraid of? You're afraid that if you lose your job, you won't be able to make your mortgage payment. Of course, you still have to pay your taxes, insurance, maintenance, repair, water, electric, and gas, which you don't think about, right? So the bottom line is, is that we're right financially. Now let's talk about just gut visceral reaction. Let's talk about what this guy put in his article. Five ways you can have more equity. Let's see if these even make sense and feel right. Now, I'm not talking about all you guys out there that are completely stuck to the old ideas that your parents and your grandparents and, and your financial planners and all these guys gave to you. And by the way, that's why they're keeping you down. You know, but they love us. <laughs> they love to keep you where you are. Or they just don't understand themselves is probably more like it. So let's take a look at First way to have more equity is put a larger down payment down. There you go. That's just what you want to do. You just want to take all of your equity, your cash, your security blanket, your rainy day fund, take all of that money and throw it as a larger down payment. Does that really make sense? Do you feel better? Do you feel safer that you've used up all your liquid cash to put down on a mortgage you can't get the money back? If tomorrow you had a catastrophe and you have all that money down, how do you pay for the catastrophe? You don't. Number two, make mortgage payments more often. Now, there's a just a brilliant piece of insanity. I mean, you don't even like making a mortgage payment once a month. Now, this guy's going to tell you to make extra mortgage payments? Where does this guy get off? I mean, is this Gary Wander have even a brain? I don't know who the guy is. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to debate him. But do you believe this guy is telling you to make more mortgage payments? I don't even want to make the ones I make when I was paying a mortgage payment. The next one, consider a 15-year mortgage. Yeah, let's get a 15-year mortgage so that we are paying a larger mortgage payment, just what we need in our life. Let's make our budget even tighter so we can't afford things that we want and need. In fact, so we can't afford to save any money. And if we can't save any money, we can't get wealthy. And we can't retire, right? Number four, invest in home improvements and remodeling projects. I don't even get that one. Oh, I guess if you improve your home, then your equity goes up because the house is worth more. So let's spend a whole lot of money to fix this house up that we're not going to get back until someday when we decide to sell. Same same reason why you wouldn't want to spend it. Now, you might want to do that simply on a consumption basis. And I do believe that consumption is a good thing because it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. And if you don't have a good life, you know, if your house is a piece of garbage, you need to fix it up, then I think that's okay. But that's going to stay keep you from investing, then you got to look at that. And the last one, use your gifts and windfalls. There you go. Got a whole bunch of Christmas checks. <laughs> Let's take our Christmas checks and pay our mortgage down. Gosh, Gary, 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 I'm sure you're a nice guy. But did anybody ever, ever sit down with you, Gary? And this is real estate news. This guy's supposed to know about real estate. Does he not understand leverage and equity, debt equity considerations. 
How do you get to write these articles? I don't understand that. How do you get to write these articles and claim that you know something about real estate when you make these ignoramus comments like this? You look at these and you go, man, I really don't like any of those ideas. They don't feel right. They don't feel right because they're not right. They're stupid. Period. Say, Dell, you're brutal today. Yeah. I mean, I just keep hearing this stuff. These people, I don't understand how these people get to write these articles. They're not helping you get rich. They're helping you get stuck in the rat race, on the wheel, in the cubicle. They don't care about you. Yet they write this stuff. Who pays them to write this stuff? I don't understand that. I'm sorry. I care about you guys. I know that sounds ridiculous that some guy could care about you, but hey, come meet me. You'll find out I do care because I care about the underdog. And who is the underdog here? Everybody who gets sold to not be an entrepreneur, an investor, a wealthy, successful person. You can be everything. You can be kind, loving, religious, sharing, and wealthy and successful. All at the same time. One does not deny the other. But ignorance peddled forward through garbage articles like these and other stupid financial planner ideas are going to keep you down. And if you don't wake up to that, then you won't be able to say this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.